Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Andre takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick, and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. 17,782 for Curry. Dribble drive. Curry goes in, drives the layup. It's up and good. And there he is, Stephen Curry. Now the all-time leading scorer in Warriors franchise history. He shines brighter than the Big Dipper as he passes Wilt Chamberlain into history. Ooh, what a call from Tim Roy. My goodness, you heard it all on 95.7 The Game. What's happening, everybody? Ryan Covey going Han Solo. On the post game tonight on Warriors Rap, JD doing daytime duty this week. He's still rocking out the pregame show with me, but it's just me uh, for about the next hour or so. So if you want to talk about the Golden State Warriors, 888 It's 888-957-9570. And what an important victory for the Golden State Warriors tonight as they beat the Nuggets, 116-107. to And it was a Nuggets team that came into this game in a bad mood. I mean, let's face it, the Celtics in Denver yesterday really put it on them, especially in the fourth quarter. And uh, so it, outscoring the Nuggets 31-8. to So I figured uh, the Nuggets would come into this game in a particularly cantankerous mood. Uh, but Steph had a little history on his mind tonight, and he took care of that history pretty quickly. Uh, he entered the game just 18 points behind Wilt Chamberlain for the most points in Warriors franchise history. That's 75 years of franchise history, as a matter of fact. And Curry coming in in elite form on his last six games before this, averaging 36 points a game, 6.8 boards, 4.2 dimes, 53% on twos, 43% on threes. And, uh, well, that carried over tonight, to say the very least. Uh, he hit his 17,785th point of all time, passing Wilt Chamberlain with about a minute 37 left in the first quarter. A little blow by and got the layup uh, over JaVale McGee, of course, his former teammate in the process. Steph Curry scoring 30 points in seven straight games. He had the 30 points locked up by halftime. That's the longest streak by a Warriors player since Rick Barry in 1967. Then a little more history in the second half. Uh, he had uh, 10 threes tonight, 18 games now with 10 or more threes in his career. 18 times he's done it. Clay is second all-time with five. Five times Clay's had 10 or more threes. Steph's had 18 with 10 or more. Pretty impressive. And then, of course, his ninth 50-point game of his career. 
and his third this year. So on behalf of the entire Bay Area, Steph Curry, thank you for making the 2020-2021 Golden State Warriors season so amazing. 888-957-9570. Do you got any thoughts on Steph Curry, the season he's having? Has he maybe reasserted himself into the MVP conversation? Now, I know the Golden State Warriors would need to climb up the ranks in the Western Conference, and they would really need to go on a nice run here uh, to close out the season in these final 20-plus games uh, and, and really move up. And, and I understand that Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, uh, the, the centerpiece for the Denver Nuggets, is having a hell of a season in his own right. Uh, we saw that on, uh, on full display tonight. But a lot of Warriors having big-time efforts in this basketball game. I thought Andrew Wiggins uh, had a terrific defensive game Draymond Green uh, scoring the rock big night for Draymond obviously doing a terrific job against you know a, a guy in Nikola Jokic who outweighs him by about 50 pounds I mean Joker's just so smooth uh, with those little pivot little drop steps that he does I mean his passing his vision uh, him and Jamal Murray running that two-man game uh, it's incredible to watch but of course uh, everybody just feeling awful about the way this game ended with Jamal Murray going down and that was his left knee now just to kind of to bring you up to speed, Jamal Murray had actually missed the last four games with a right knee issue, uh, and it was clearly something he was favoring tonight. I don't think his wind was where it had been, uh, and so you saw him go down with that non-contact injury on his left knee. Um, he's going to have an MRI, uh, but the uh, the Denver Nuggets, of course, have big-time aspirations in the Western Conference this year. They're one of those, you know, five teams, I'd say, that have a legitimate chance to, to maybe come out of the West. You know, you look at the Jazz, the two LA teams, the Phoenix Suns, who set a record for most threes in a game tonight in the first half, uh, 18 threes in the first half of their game with the Rockets. So uh, a lot of big boys in the West. But uh, this was a game for the Golden State Warriors that they simply had to have. So just where does Steph stack up as far as Bay Area iconic status? I mean, he just keeps checking boxes, right? And, I mean, I, I tweeted out during the game tonight, for me, uh, Jerry Rice is the greatest athlete of all time in Bay Area sports history. I mean, he's the greatest athlete I think that I've ever seen in my life, uh, you know, in, in the major sports. I mean, you know, shout out to guys like Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, but I mean, Jerry Rice, come on now. Uh, you know, it, Joe Montana, the coolest of all time. I mean, just being calm, cool, under pressure. Um, you know, Ricky Henderson, probably the most electric. Um, I would say that Barry Bonds was, uh, you know, the, certainly, uh, what, the, what would you say about Barry? Maybe the most elite I don't know, but Steph Curry, the most iconic because not only all the stuff that he does on the floor, but just the way that he handles being Steph off the floor, right? Uh, he's just really good at being Steph Curry. And certain guys, they just got it like that. And Steph has it like that. And, and keep in mind, the numbers that he's putting up this year, he's doing it without Klay Thompson. I mean, it's just, it's next level stuff for Steph Curry. So uh, if you got any thoughts on, on Steph and the season that he's putting together and really the career on uh, 12 years as a Golden State Warrior, 888-957-9570. We got a little post-game sound from Steph Curry that we're going to get to here in a hot second. Uh, let's, uh, let's get out to the phones. Tenderloin Dad's on the line, wants to congratulate Steph Curry. Go ahead, TL Dad. Hey, Covey. Great to hop on and get the show started with you uh, running solo tonight. No doubt. Um, hey, I just want to shout out to Steph Curry, man. I mean, what an incredible night. I, I'm 29 years old, so, like, Steph Curry's run of greatness has been throughout my, you know, like, becoming of a young man. And in terms of Bay Area icons, he's on my Mount Rushmore. I mean, the guy changed the game of basketball completely. And we could sit and talk about that all night. But what a historical night. And 
Also, I got to say, shouts out to Juan Toscano for having Damian Lee back tonight when he had that flagrant win. Oh, yeah. That flagrant foul against him. It was cool seeing, you know, the dogs out there. And Juan Toscano was showing that maybe he has a little bit of a Draymond Green in him. So that was exciting. I felt like this was kind of like a classic Warriors statement game. And uh, before I hop off the phone, I just also got a shout out to my big bro, Bonte for the post-game interview and asking that question about Steph's tweet all those years ago when he promised the Warriors fan. I really appreciated that, and uh, what a historical night, and uh, good talking to you, Kobe. I'm out. All right, TL Dad, always keep your head on a swivel in the TL. That's that's an old-school mantra of mine. And uh, speaking of Bonte Hill, uh, Tater's going to be sliding home, and uh, he's supposed to be giving us a call, so we'll check in uh, with Bonte. He was out at the Chase Center tonight with Darrell Wright. Yeah, let's just kind of run through this. And, and yeah, uh, obviously the, the big turning point in the game uh, was the flagrant foul by Jermichael Green on Damian Lee. And, yeah, shout-out to Juan Toscano-Anderson for kind of bringing him in and the cooler heads prevailing there. And the Warriors obviously used that push. Uh, let, let's just – first of all, let's hear from Steve Kerr on Steph's game tonight. You got any thoughts on Steph and where the Warriors are at right now? They finished a homestand 3-1. and one. I want to play a little sound from Steve Kerr, and then I kind of want to go over the game. When I do the uh, post-game solo, I like to do a little forensic analysis of the basketball game because there were some really key points in this game tonight that I want to highlight. But, uh, but first, let's hear from Steve Kerr post-game on the kind of sense that he had pre-game of what he, uh, Steph Curry had in store for the Dubs tonight. You know, he's so um, even-keeled. It's one of the great things about Steph is that uh, his approach doesn't change much, you know, uh, whether he's, you know, struggling or or uh, breaking Wilt's record. Either way, he's going to come in with the same mindset, competitive desire, focus. So it was um, kind of surprising to see him break that record in the first quarter, though. You know, we all figured he'd find a way to get 19 points tonight, but maybe not in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and speaking of that first quarter, you know, we find out pregame. Obviously, we got the news about James Weissman over the weekend, torn meniscus. Uh, his season's most likely over, so the Warriors already playing with heavy hearts. Then you find out no Kelly Oubre yet again, still dealing with the wrist injury. And then, oh, yeah, Jamal Murray was activated for this game after missing the last four. So you thought, uh-oh, Nuggets in a bad mood. They got outscored 31-9 to in the fourth quarter at home yesterday uh, by the Celtics, and now they're coming into Golden State, a team that They've already beat earlier this year. And let's face it, a Warriors team that, you know, lost to the Wizards on Friday night, although the Wizards did go into Utah and beat the Jazz tonight. So they're a very different basketball team of late anyway. But regardless, um, this was just a, a pivotal game for the Dubs because, you know, keep in mind, the Spurs won tonight. The Pelicans beat the Kings tonight. The Grizzlies won tonight. So this wasn't even a game where the Warriors, a night where the Warriors could gain ground. This was about holding your place uh, in the 10th spot. And should they have lost this game, they would have been tied with the Pelicans in the uh you know for the 10th hold in the western conference of course that final playing spot now they do have a bunch of games with the pelicans down the stretch but regardless just good to keep them at arm's length uh just to kind of go through the game tonight you know the warriors got out to a good start i thought their their intensity uh and their effort level was strong early they hit three of their first six they were actually up uh 13 to 6 early. Steph had a pair of threes. Um, on the other end of the floor, how about Michael Porter Jr.? How about the, the strides that this guy's made? Uh, he's shooting 43% on threes. He can do a little dribble driving, and he had his game going early. I mean, think about that front court that they've got now with Aaron Gordon. You've got Michael Porter Jr., of course, the Joker, and then Jamal Murray, who we'll, we'll see what happens with him. That, that looked like a, uh, a pretty devastating injury, although he did walk off on his own power. Um, but this is a, a, certainly a Nuggets team that's young and hungry, and they look 
look like they're going to be contenders for many years to come. Uh, Nuggets actually pushed a 10-0 run, and the Warriors were down by two, but Steph Curry uh, to that point was 4-6 on threes. Uh, teams are going back and forth in the first quarter, too. 26 points apiece, and this one was still three minutes left in the first quarter, and then we had the moment. Uh, Steph passes Wilt with about a minute 40 left in the first quarter, did it with a nice uh, blow-by layup around JaVale McGee. In that first quarter, Warriors had just one turnover, and they ended up with a 33-32 to lead, 7 of 16 from three-point range in the first quarter. Steph was 5 of 8. Nuggets were hanging in the game because they were shooting 68%, and in that first quarter, back-and-forth affair, six lead changes and five ties. Now you go into the second quarter, and these are always going to be trouble spots for the Golden State Warriors when Steph Curry is off the floor. Steve Kerr came with Ken Bazemore, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Jordan Poole. Now that second unit got some good stops in that second quarter, but they couldn't score. I mean, Wiggins got their first score of the quarter with 8.48 left, so they had over three minutes of scoreless basketball. Jordan Poole missed a few, Damian Lee, uh, Kevon Looney missed a putback, and suddenly a Composo 3 puts the Nuggets up by 7 with about 8 minutes left. Steve Kerr counters. He brings Draymond Green back in and Nico Mannion uh, for Kevon Looney and Jordan Poole. Uh, Moments later, Ken Bazemore gets to the free throw line, but airballs a free throw, makes the second one, and that's tough. You airball a free throw, you got to knock down that second one. Uh, He did that, but a few moments later, he ends up hitting a three, uh, so he ends up getting his game back going. uh, And and the Nuggets, you know, as the the first half ended up wearing down, uh, the the Warriors were minus five with Curry out of the game in the second quarter, but then Curry comes back in. He hits a three, then hits a layup. Uh, Nuggets were shooting 63% to that point, and uh, they were only up three. Why? Because Steph Curry, that's why. And then you go to the closing moments of the first half, and the Nuggets really had started to assert themselves. It was a tie game, and then the Nuggets looked like they were going to close out the half on a 7-0 run and take a seven-point lead into the break. But then Steph uh, initiated some contact on Composo and just created two free throws basically out of nowhere with about 14 seconds left. Just a really smart play by Steph. He knew the team needed a boost. He knocks down both free throws. 30-point half for Steph, and that was his seventh consecutive uh, game of 30 or more points. Um, it, it, half, excuse me, of 30 or more points in his 24th game this year of 30-plus. In that first half, uh, Warriors were down 5, uh, 61-56, and uh, Draymond Green had gotten his three-point ball going. He had a couple of threes in that first half. But this is what really stood out to me at the half. Jordan Poole, eight scoreless minutes. Kevon Looney, 15 scoreless minutes. JTA, 14 scoreless minutes. Nico Mannion, four Four scoreless minutes. So you combine all that up, and then Damian Lee had one bucket in five minutes. So that's 46 minutes of playing time for Poole, Looney, JTA, Mannion, and Damian Lee. They combined to score three points on one field goal. But then into the third quarter, Warriors still carrying that energy. Uh, they finally did take the lead on a Draymond Green floater at part of an 8-0 run, uh, 64-63. That was the eighth lead change of the game. And then there was a point in that third quarter where Steph was really looking to get some other guys involved. Uh, he was running all all these hesitations, and he was setting guys up with beautiful dimes, but nobody was hitting anything. So finally, Steph's like, you know what? I got this. He hits a three to put him up four. His eighth three puts him up six. Later, Bazemore hits a corner three. All of a sudden, the dubs are up nine. Coach Malone calls a timeout. Uh, then the teams trade buckets for a little while. Uh, Steph hits his, uh, his ninth three with about three minutes left in the third. A 40-point night for Steph. His fifth 40-point game of the year to that point. And then we get to the turning point in the game. So on the play, Jokic, he makes this spinning hook down on the block, cuts the lead to six. And on the play, Jermichael Green 
spins and throws Damian Lee to the floor. This is with a minute 36 left in the quarter. Now they reviewed the play, flagrant one for Green. So Damian Lee gets the two free throws. He makes them both. And then on that same possession, some great ball movement. Steph hits his 10th three, and all of a sudden the Warriors are off and running. Dubs get a stop. Damian Lee hits a three on the other end, leads up to 14. A Juan Toscano-Anderson steal and dunk leads up to 16. Then Damian Lee got another steal, and Steph just missed a three from the logo. Uh, but the Warriors at that point were up 16 heading into the fourth. Steph had 48. That was a 43-point third quarter for the Dubs, and they were up 99-83. They outscored the Nuggets by 21 points in that quarter. Uh, and then, of course, we get to the, the sketchy time, the non-Curry minutes in the fourth quarter. But I actually thought that group did a really nice job. And uh, Wiggins' jumper actually pushed the lead to 18. And the Warriors were up uh, in the non-Curry minutes, 8-6, to six, to start the fourth quarter. Uh, Steve Kerr actually called a timeout to bring Steph back with 6.38 left. And I, I don't know. Steph had a terrific night tonight, of course. But that behind-the-back pass, uh, the ill-advised turnover led to the Nuggets getting a bucket. And they ended up going on a little bit of run. They actually cut the lead down to 11 uh, with two and a half left. Michael Porter Jr. actually missed a three that would have cut the lead to eight. Uh, later on, the Nuggets cut it to seven, and they actually had the ball with 55 seconds left, and it looked like they might get back in this game, but unfortunately for uh, Jamal Murray and the Nuggets, that's when he went down. Uh, a pair of Draymond Green free throws put the dubs back up, and then uh, Steph ended up splitting a pair of free throws, and that iced it. 53 for Curry, and the Warriors get the win 116-107. to 107, A very emotional night. Uh, for the Warriors, and they end up getting the victory. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Eric and Milbray. He wants to talk about the game tonight. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on? Chilling, brother. What's on your mind? Man, I never uh, seen the marvel at Curry's greatness. Uh, this guy just—I uh, never envisioned anybody. I don't think any, even Curry, probably didn't envision he'd be this uh, unreal, historic, uh, trendsetting, global, changing the game of basketball like he has. Just uh, marvel greatness. And this is a night where fans would to be at this game and unfortunately you know fans luckily would be allowed to come in next week a little too late though we would love to see him break the record tonight over uh wilt the stilt but man just uh salute to him and everything he's done just uh he's gonna i think he can be in the top 10 by the time he finishes all-time scoring uh maybe even top five with the way he can shoot the three ball and being the best to ever do it so just uh salute to him and his greatness and everything he's got to end you mentioned where he's in the mvp he should be but unfortunately you know how the voters are because of the Warriors' record, they're not be, but he should be right up there with Jokic, probably going to win it, and Bede. And right there, you can argue that Curry's right there in that top three, but like you said, because of the, the, the record, they're not going to give him any love. But I would put him right up there with those two guys. Uh, as far as the game tonight, this was huge, game-changing win for the, for the Warriors because of the Nuggets' record. They needed this coming off that stinker against the Celtics. And for the Warriors to pummel them like they did tonight, really impressive win. This is uh, one of the best teams in the league. And the Warriors just, just took it to him. And Curry got it going early. But the, like you mentioned, the bench did. So I think this is a momentum change for the Warriors. And you mentioned other teams are ahead of them winning. This yeah. is no time for the Warriors. We've got 20 games to make a run. I still think they can get that eighth spot. Uh, what are your thoughts? I'm, I, I think they still get it. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Eric. Uh, always, man, a, a very loyal listener, and we do appreciate that. Well, here's what they got coming up. They're heading out on the road, and they're going to be on the road. They're not going to be back at the Chase Center uh, until next Friday, of course, when they play the Nuggets, these same Nuggets again, Friday, April 23rd. So this is what the road trip's looking like. At Oklahoma City, at Cleveland. Now, anytime you go on the road in the NBA, it's never going to be easy. Oklahoma City's actively trying to lose basketball games, so you would expect that to be a very winnable game for the Dubs on the road. Um, at 
at Cleveland, that's a winnable game, but certainly not a gimme for the Golden State Warriors. But if you handle business in Oklahoma City, then you go into Cleveland with a chance to get back to 500. Then, you know, you got Boston and Philadelphia coming up after that. If you could just get a split, if you can be 500 going into that Washington game for a rematch with the Wizards, that's about all you can hope for at this point. And then you look at some of the games uh, on the run-in. You know, that, that game against OKC is the first of three that you'll play against them. Uh, you've got three games against the Pelicans, two in New Orleans. you got a back-to-back on May 3rd and May 4th. Uh, also, the second-to-last game of the year uh, is against the Pelicans. Your final game of the season is against Memphis on May 16th. Of course, six in a row at the Chase Center to close out the regular season. So they will have their chances. you got the rubber match with the Kings coming up Sunday, April 25th. Uh, that's about, what, uh, you know, 13 days from now. So there's a lot of winnable games down the stretch. Now, the loss of James Wiseman uh, will be felt, no question. Um, we'll see if Eric Paschal can get back in there. We'll see if Kelly Oubre uh, can get back sooner than later. They're going to need both of these guys, certainly Kelly Oubre, uh, for the two-way game that he's playing. But as far as tonight, it's a night to pay homage to Steph Curry. Uh, 14 of 24 from the floor, 10 of 18 from downtown. Also got to the line 16 times tonight. He was a plus 16. Shout out to Draymond Green as well. I thought Draymond had his offensive game going. 7 of 8 for Draymond, 2 of 3 from downtown. It's amazing what a couple of threes will do uh, to get the confidence up. I thought Draymond was just kind of moving down downhill you can tell when Draymond's playing with a little more intent and he had his hands full defensively with Jokic you know and you look at the stat line for Jokic I mean this dude MVP candidate he is everything to the Denver Nuggets he ends up going for 27 but he does it on 10 of 21 shooting uh he ended up taking five threes only making one of them I thought the Warriors did a really nice job closing out on three-point shooters tonight and just making Jokic work for everything he got and when you're playing against a, a player of his caliber that's really all you can hope to do right make him earn it make them work for it and I thought the Warriors did a terrific job doing that uh, let's let's hear from Steph on, on the walk-off interview tonight uh, he talked with Bonte and Darrell Wright on setting that record and passing Wilt Chamberlain 75 years of Golden State Warriors basketball really Warriors basketball you're going back to the Philly days uh, but Steph Curry now stands alone the highest scoring warrior in franchise history here's what he said yeah this is uh this is special man now that we got the win and I can kind of process what just happened and you know over this last at least last 12 years all the teammates that I played with coaching staff our ownership our fans um, I've had some amazing experiences here and uh, to know like you know the the points record like you said Wilt anytime you hear his name you always just assume his record's unreachable I did play six extra years I guess here but it still means something to uh to be at the top of that list, and I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for everybody that's poured into me to let me do what I get to do on the court, my, my family. I don't plan on slowing down, obviously, but this is one to kind of take a second and appreciate for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a culmination of a lot of hard work for the Golden State Warriors uh, legend Steph Curry. And, I mean, you just think about the imprint that he's put on the game. We're already feeling it with the guys, you know, this next generation of player coming into the league. I mean, think about a guy like Trey Young uh, and the impact that, you know, being a Steph Curry fan, you know, through his final high school years and into college. I mean, Steph has literally changed the game. Think about the prevalent nature of the three-point shot in the modern-day NBA. I mean, it's really been him and Clay 
play, but certainly Steph, you know, is that front runner. He's obviously got the team accolades with three NBA finals, uh, you know, three titles, five trips to the finals, couple of MVPs, the first ever unanimous MVP, every single shooting record you could possibly imagine. I mean, when it's all said and done, Steph Curry is going to go down as the greatest shooter in NBA history, the greatest three-point shooter in NBA history, the greatest free throw shooter in NBA history. And you just watch the way that he just runs around and hunts his offense. I mean, it's it's something to behold. It's it's truly like watching art. And I was I was texting with Butcher Boy tonight during the game, and you know, it's it's I know it sounds a little cheesy and a little hammy, but I'm a ham, whatever. I don't care. Uh, just to be able to chronicle this stuff. I mean, it's it's special, and you know it. And look, man, here in the Bay Area, I've lived in the Bay Area my entire life, say for what a couple years. I lived down in LA. I'm 43 years old. I grew up. In the 80s, watching Montana and Rice and Lot and the Bash Brothers and Ricky and later Bonds. I mean, I've seen the greatest of the great, okay? Steph Curry, it's just special. And when you think about, you know, the era and the amount of accessibility that we have with our athletes and the, and the microscope that they're under and everything that these guys do gets hyper-analyzed. There is no flying under the radar. And not only does Steph Curry understand that and accept it, he embraces it. And it's just, it's something to behold. And, you know, this guy, just get him signed up for a long time. Hopefully he can just retire a Golden State Warrior. I mean, he's 33 years old now, uh, just turned 33 a couple of weeks back he still has plenty of good basketball left ahead of him uh and you know a lot of these guys these shooters they can play for a long time man so you know make no mistake about it Steph Curry's going to be around for a long time and if if what we're seeing this season is any indication Steph's going to be doing it at a high level for many years to come uh I, I mentioned the night that Draymond Green had tonight he ends up going for 18 points seven boards seven dimes four steals for Draymond uh and ended up committing five fouls because he was down on the block dealing with the Joker a lot of the night, both him and Kavon Looney, I thought did some yeoman's work. Um, before we hear from Draymond, also got a shout out Kavon Looney. He ends up with 11 rebounds tonight, four of them on the offensive glass. Golden State Warriors had four rebounds on the offensive glass tonight. Kavon Looney had all four of them. So, um, you know, there was a few moments where you thought, oh, it'd be nice to have Wiseman in there, uh, you know, with those with some of those passes down, down to the block where, you know, Kavon Looney wasn't able to turn it into dunks or layups, and Wiseman uh, certainly has been able to do that. But defensively, I thought Looney was in position all night, and he just fought. He grinded for everything tonight. And, of course, you know, the Warriors, you know, I, I think when it was all said and done, they kind of held on to win this game. But uh, you knew the Nuggets were going to make a push. And, of course, uh, Draymond Green was pivotal tonight. And here's what Draymond said about his teammate. Uh, he had a chat with Tim Roy right here on 95.7 The Game Post Game, and here's what he said. It's been incredible. You know, when I obviously think about my career, uh, I can't think much about my career without, you know, thinking of Steph Curry. You know, we've done some incredible things together. And, as you know, as incredible as, incredible as it's been to play with him, it's been even more incredible and more special to create a brotherhood that'll last far past my days as a warrior, his days as a warrior, uh, my days as a basketball player, and his as well, you know, so I don't take it for granted, uh, being able to step on the floor every night with, you know, with greatness. You look, you know, you look to your left and there's a goat standing next to you. I don't take that for granted at all, and, you know, we have a special chemistry out there. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can just tell, and I know if you listen to me with any regularity, I've, I've been... A little hard on Draymond Green this year because I feel like maybe the efforts haven't been as consistent as I would like. And, and it's nights like tonight that 
in a lot of ways, kind of proved my point because you see just what an elite two-way game he played tonight. And, and that's what's required for this Warriors basketball team to have success. And, and certainly the success of, of Draymond and Steph, they're kind of joined at the hip, especially without Clay this season. I mean, those two guys need each other. Steph needs Draymond doing the dirty work. He needs him being that point forward. Uh, and those guys playing that one-two game that they do so well. Uh, Draymond so adept at finding him. And then, of course, you know, Draymond helping out defensively leading that end of the floor so they can get stops and get out and transition and let Steph hunt on the offensive end I mean it's just one hand certainly washes the other and that's why I think you know we've seen at every juncture of their career Steph always you know basically stand up for Draymond you know stand by him say the right thing even when Draymond has a misstep um, you know Steph certainly always stands by him and you know look let's face it man that's what being a good teammate's all about um, you know how many people do you know and care about in your life that like you don't always agree with everything they do they might piss you off sometimes and drive you nuts but always going to be a united front right I mean me and my wife have a policy you know we we might not be happy with each other but you ain't ever going to see us sweating in public we ain't getting down like that and, and that's just kind of important that just speaks to the bond that these guys have. And obviously, uh, it's, it's been a long run. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll do another segment. We'll hear a little bit more sound, uh, by the way, from the 415. When his contract is up, Curry has to ask himself if he wants to be Kobe of the Lakers or Dirk of the Mavericks. And I'm, I'm sure he's insinuating about playing his entire career with the Golden State Warriors. That's a very rare thing. You know, I was texting with Kolsky about this a couple weeks ago. I mean, Tim Duncan uh, comes to mind playing his whole career with the Spurs. But, I mean, yeah. Heck, you look at the active list of guys that are still playing in the NBA that were any franchise's all-time leading scorer. Steph's the only one currently still with his team. I mean, it's crazy how many guys have been, you know, you look at Lowry, uh, you know, with the Raptors, uh, or excuse me, DeRozan with the Raptors, or, um, you know, uh, LeBron with the Cavs. I mean, the list just goes on and on. A lot of these guys not even on their same team uh, that, that they ended up, you know, setting those records for. All right. We'll step aside, 888-957-9570. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with Bonte Hill on his way home as well. We'll hear a little bit more sound and more from you at 888-957-9570. It's Warriors rap Ryan Covey going solo into the night on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Curry crowded by Compazzo. Crossover. Flipped it to Lee. Lee. Left corner. JTA. Pump it. One dribble. Finds Curry. Steps to the right. Takes the three. It's out of the way. Got it! It's a five-point play for the Warriors, and their lead is 11. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, that was a huge point in this basketball game after the flagrant foul by Jermichael Green on Damian Lee. And shout out to Juan Toscano Anderson for just kind of reeling him in and saying, hey, let's go beat him with our play. And Damian Lee was part of that group that had a huge closeout to the second quarter. And, and the Warriors ended up turning a five-point halftime deficit uh, into a lead heading into the fourth quarter, into a 16-point lead. And uh, they ended up outscoring the, the, uh, the Nuggets by 21 points in that frame. And uh, the Golden State Warriors would hold on. Steph Curry, 53 points tonight. That's all, just 53 for Steph. Fitting that he would go big on a night where he passes Wilt for the most points in franchise history. 10 of 18 from downtown in the process. Dubs improved to 26 and 28 overall. 17 and 10 at home, y'all. And I said that. That was one of my prerequisites for the season for the Dubs on my list of stuff to accomplish. Make the Chase Center a tough place for the opposition to come. And the Nuggets came in tonight in a bad mood. Didn't matter. Warriors went out and handled their biz. Uh, lots of efforts to go around tonight, including our very own Bonte Hill, who was live and local at the Chase Center tonight. Him and Darrell Wright, they're chopping it up with Steph post game, just doing their thing. What's up, Bonte? Man, Colvay, man, it's good to be on the post game show. And I'm always listening to you when I'm driving home, man, coming from either the studio or Chase Center. So holding down a nice solo bolo, enjoying the show. And I mean, enjoying your show as well as Steph Curry, man. I mean, it, it just – it never gets old, Cole. It never gets old, man. And he came out – Darrell actually guaranteed it. First quarter, he was going to surpass. Well, champ, my guy, dude, there's a little something-something in that water bottle. And Steph Curry, what do you know? He scores 21 in the first quarter, and I had to have a game. And, I mean, he's just amazing, Kobe. I mean, we're watching a living legend who's probably going to end up being one of the top 10, 15 players of all time. 
Yeah, and, you know, I think outside of the Bay, maybe, you know, cats try to sleep on Steph's greatness. For me, Tay, people always fear what they don't understand, and, and they want to diminish it. And, you know, here in the Bay, we've understood because we've watched the rise of Steph Curry, and we know what he does on a nightly basis, the kind of work that he puts in in practice, on the court, the, the type of effect that that has on his teammates, the type of belief that that gives guys. And, and look, they came out tonight. I mean, you would have thought, Bonte, you know, the Nuggets getting outscored, you know, what, 31 to 8 by the uh, by the Celtics in the fourth quarter of their game at home yesterday maybe 31 to 9 it was bad uh, for the Nuggets so you thought they'd be in a bad mood we find out Jamal Murray's playing we'll talk about him in a minute that's just devastating uh, Kelly Oubre's out Warriors reeling from the James Wiseman injury but they came out tonight Steph's like look we're gonna set this record and we're gonna go get this win tonight he has literally chucked this team on his back if it wasn't for the dubs you know maybe tricking off a few games in February they'd be over 500 and Steph might be a little more entrenched in that MVP conversation because he's been that good this year. You know what? I can make the argument that Seth Curry deserves MVP consideration. You take him off this team. All right, they're already 1-7 without Stephen Curry on the court. He's just had seven straight games of 30-plus. And it's like, if he doesn't score 30, this team has no shot. I mean, think about how they won tonight. He needed 53. 53 points. I mean, so if you take Steph Curry off this team, which we saw last season, they win 15 games. It's that. It's that, Covey. So I, it's it's kind of like Peyton Manning, right? I kind of compared this to Peyton Manning when he got hurt with the Indianapolis Colts. He gets hurt. They won with. They won what? Two, three games with Sorgi at quarterback. <laughs> awful, awful. And it was like you know what? Peyton Manning deserves top three consideration because he just lost out on 10 W's. Not having Peyton Manning, it's the same thing with Steph Curry. You take them off this team, they're at the bottom of the Western Conference standing. So, came out 18 games now. He's had in his career at least 10 threes in a game. The next closest is Clay with five. I mean, just think about that. With five. And you think about what he's doing in the Warriors uniform. All right, he surpasses Will Chamberlain. He surpassed Rick Barry. But he also surpassed Rick Barry when he came to consecutive 30-point uh, games. Rick yep. Barry had six in 1974. I mean, what this guy is doing on this roster, I go back to Kobe Bryant in the mid-2000s when he was going crazy, scoring 35-plus a game. I mean, that's what Steph Curry's doing right now. And he's not, like, not only is he doing it, but he's doing it against traps, double teams, triple teams. He's got to do it with Looney and Draymond on the floor at the same time, two non-shooters. So what Steph Curry's doing, man, is just it's unbelievable. And I hope Dub Nation really appreciates what they're seeing right now because he's 33 and it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Doug, I'm still reeling that you dropped Jim Sorgi on me. I'm still reeling for that. I'm trying to get it back together. Uh, no, it's it, it's so incredible. And, you know, I'll, I'll give credit to J.D., man. He said it at many points this year. You take Steph Curry off this worst team. They're the worst team in the NBA, period. And, look, you know, they lost Clay Thompson for a second consecutive season. Like, they had a ton of turnover after, you know, the five straight finals with guys leaving and guys retiring. Like, I know that – you know, people are always, quote, looking for somebody to blame. For me, it's not about blame. It's the cycle of sports, right? Teams age out. Teams have guys move on. Like, they have their run, and then the next core comes in. And, you know, we hope that that's what James Wiseman's going to be. I know Andrew Wiggins could certainly be a huge part of that next generation. But when you think about Steph, I mean, 33 years old, I got my concerns about how uh, Draymond is going to age, how gracefully that's going to be. That's just kind of the plight of a guy like Draymond, you know. But I think Steph... 
Steph, because he can shoot the rock, Monte, and because he's in such great shape, I mean, I think we're probably looking at a good, like, at least two, maybe even three or four years of, like, optimal Steph Curry, provided he stays healthy. There's no doubt about that, Ryan. And the key question now is, how can they build around him? What will Clay Thompson look like? Can Draymond age gracefully? I think Jay's Wiseman is going to be a player. He was starting to look comfortable, and it's yeah. just a, a roller coaster type of season for him, right? No training camp, no preseason comes in. I mean, the guy averaged 20 and 6. Stack that up with Kevin Garnett, Rasheed Wallace, Jermaine O'Neal, Dwight Howard in their rookie years, and it stacks up with those greats. I'm not You're sure. right. James Wiseman is going to be a Hall of Famer, but you saw the game starting to slow down for him. He has a three-point shot. He can hit the mid-range jumper. He has handles. So once the game slows down for him, he's going to be that much better. So how do, how do the Warriors move forward and try to build around Steph Curry? I guess the big question is Oubre Jr., what are they going to do with him? Andrew Wiggins is making $31 to $33 over the next two seasons. So uh, you just hope they could put together a roster that could contend for championships again because – I'll tell you, there's no team in a playoff series that wants to see Steph Curry on the other side. Knowing the explosions that he goes on, you think about the most explosive players in NBA history, right? You'll probably say Jordan, probably say Kobe. I mean, but you look at this generation and what Curry does in these third quarters. He just dropped 23 in the Houston Rockets in the third quarter. It's like, you know what? I'm going to put you boys away real quick. I'm going to drop 23 on you. Like, it's effortless for him. He's explosion. So, uh, when he gets hot, there's nothing like it in sports, man. There really isn't, man. And I haven't seen it like nothing like this in the NBA in a very long time. So how can the Warriors build with Steph Curry as he's still in his prime? Because I'm with you, Kobe. He could play at an optimal level in the next two to three to four years. Yeah, combustible is the word, Bonte. He's an incendiary device, and he's just waiting to get hot. It's Bonte Hill. Of course, he'll be on bright and early tomorrow morning with Kate and Shasky on the morning roast and just slaying it on the pre and post on uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. It just it brings a smile to my face every time, Bonte Hill. Hey, man, uh, Jamal Murray, we know he had missed four games with right knee soreness, but then he goes down non-contact on the left knee. That looked bad. And, and Jamal Murray, you know, there's a handful of dudes around the NBA. I just just like their get down, their game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's one of those guys. Jamal Murray's definitely one of those guys. You know, he was balling in the bubble last year and into the playoffs. He's had kind of an up and down regular season this year, but he looks like one of those guys. You know, that's that's a playoff performer, right? Big games. He's going to come to the forefront. He's a, he's a timer. Uh, and him and Jokic playing that one two game. It's it's really incredible. Porter Jr. I mean, this Nuggets team is scary. But man, you talk about scary. That injury looks scary. I know we're all holding our breath for the MRI, but I mean, if Jamal Murray is out for the year. The Nuggets are in trouble. I mean, title hopes out the window, Kobe, just like that. I mean, I thought the team could legit compete in the Western Conference. You talked about Jamal Murray in the bubble. And, yeah, he struggled to start the season. That quick turnaround, I think, affected a lot of guys. Didn't affect Jokic too much. He's playing like an MVP. But Murray, like you said, Kobe, was absolutely going crazy in the bubble. A three-level score can go to the rack to hit the mid-range jumper, to hit the step back, to hit the step back three. I mean, this guy has crazy handle, and he's one of the bright young stars in the NBA up there with the Donovan Mitchells of the world. And to see that injury at the end of the fourth quarter when the game was already decided, it hurt. It hurt because that's the last thing the NBA needs is another young star to go down. How many playoff runs we've seen in the last five years get hampered by injuries? I mean, we think about Kevin Durant. We think about Clay Thompson. I mean, there's just been so many injuries. Westbrook has gone down at times. I mean, Harden, Paul. P3 in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, yep. Like you said, Chris Paul got hurt, man. So 
you know, to see this injury go down like it did Kyrie Irving back in 2015 with the knee injury in the finals, Kevin Love, it just sucks, man. It really sucks because Denver, they were 7-1 rolling coming into chase tonight. I heard you coming in talking about the Celtics yesterday, Celtics game yesterday, which they really blew, like you said, 31-8 in the fourth quarter. They had that game in the bag, and they blew it, but – Murray was just starting to get a stamina back. He was a bit rusty tonight. And to see him go down there, he brought they brought the card out. But he waved off the card. He wanted to go out under his own power. Hopefully he is okay. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a sprain. And hopefully he's back for the playoffs because I really thought the Nuggets were a scary team. Think about it, Kobe. You think Utah wants to play Denver in the best of seven? After no. what they saw last year? You think Phoenix wants to hang, go back and forth with Denver? I mean, we're talking about some great series. That we're gonna, we were going to potentially see between the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, Nuggets, and Jazz. And if Murray's out, they may be one and done. They may be, they may be out in the first round. I don't know if they can overcome that injury because they're so thin at the guard spot. Yeah, no question, man. And, and we just hope that Murray's okay because it, regardless of where the Warriors end up, and you know the playing tournament will give them some action. Um, but you know the the, uh, the Western Conference playoffs are going to be on fire. Hey, I'll get you out of here on this. I know you got to be up early. I appreciate you coming on, Tay. Uh, Draymond Green. Let me ask you because I you know, I get people come down my road a lot for being too hard on Draymond this and that, and I I respect everything that he's accomplished in the NBA. He makes a lot of money though, and nights like tonight almost prove my point, Bonte, because he was so good tonight at both ends of the floor had the offense going and that's where nights where I don't feel like he's bringing max effort it leaves me wanting more do you think that he is cognizant of just keeping something in the tank for nights like this is this just who he is at this point he just can't bring it like that every night or am I just being too hard on him no I I, I can't figure out Jermaine Green for the life of me I can't figure him out Kobe you're not alone because here's the problem people like they remember the championship so he's always going to have that love and appreciation from Dub Nation. And rightfully so. And rightfully so, of course. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. DPOY award, the heart and soul of this basketball team. There is no doubt about it. But when you talk about last season, where Draymond got a pass, he basically mailed it in. Again, the team was going nowhere. But he took nights off. Took a lot of nights off. And a lot of people know that. Within the organization, outside of the organization. And then when you come out talking, I think that's the biggest problem where it's just like, all right, you're a great defensive player. Do you have to come out and say you're the greatest of all time? Because now you get to Tony Allen. You get everybody looking at you saying, oh, yeah, you're the greatest defender ever? Okay, let's go at you. And I thought this past weekend against the Wizards and the Rockets, he didn't play well. Hachimura came out on tough in the first quarter with the Wizards. Alex Lynn had a big night. Robin Lopez was doing his thing. He didn't look good offensively or defensively. He had like four turnovers, I believe, in the first quarter against the Wizards on Friday night. Then the Rockets, he didn't, you know, he airballed the the 10-foot floater, and it's just like, where is his game at, man? But here's the thing about Draymond Green, and it's been proven this year. When he scores at least 10 points, their record is so – I think they're like 12-2 and two now. It could be 13-2. and two. I, I'm not sure about the math there. But they are so much better when he's aggressive and taking shots. Like, I never want to see Draymond Green walk off the floor again, Kobe, with him not taking a single field goal attempt like he did against Atlanta a few weeks ago while John Collins scored 38 points in his own house. That can't happen. Draymond's too good for that, so – I, it's a tough question, Kobe, because when he is aggressive, they are so much better. Like he was tonight, seven at seven for eight from the floor, eighteen point seven assists, uh, seven rebounds, and the four steals, and good solid defense on Jokic. Jokic got his numbers, but Draymond made him work. I do believe he has a little bit left, something left in the tank, but he just has to have the confidence to shoot the ball. Like how many times are we going to see him pass up wide open threes? 
I hear Bully and Darrell say it all the time. I hear from other players, hey, just shoot it, man. Just let it go. Right. It's going to make the offense function so much better. And when you pass up those shots and you're wide open like that, it disrupts the offense, Colby. All of a sudden, everybody's running around. It's like, oh, it's just discombobulated now. All of a sudden, we can't run our play because he passed up an open shot. It messes up the rhythm rhythm of the offense. So, I, I can't figure him out, Covey. Like, you're not too hard on him because he kind of puts it on himself with some of the things that he says and some of the things that he talks about. He's going on podcasts or whatnot. It's like, all right, Dre, you don't need to comment on everything, do you? I appreciate you for supporting players. I appreciate you for wanting to chime in on everything. But sometimes less is more. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then when you get on the floor, if you don't produce, people are going to be on your head. They're going to be on your bumper saying, well, Draymond, you only scored five points today. Well, Draymond, you only took four field goal attempts today. What's up with that? So if you could just play at this level, and I'm not asking for 18. I don't think the Warriors are asking for 18 tonight. If you get the 12, 10, and you got the triple-double numbers, and you're just hustling, people will lay off of them. So I, I, to make a long story short, Kobe, I do not think you're too hard on Draymond Green because he kind of put some of this stuff on himself. Eight and three, by the way, when Draymond uh, scores double figures. I, I, I counted it up for you, Bonte. We're going to set the record nice. straight, no doubt. Nice. Hey, man, well, just you're, you're on fire, and, and I'm just, like I said, you're doing your thing on the morning show, on the morning roast, and, uh, and, and I love on the pre and post, and I'm always checking in with you during your deal. You're checking in with me. So much love. And uh, just keep shining, my dude, and, uh, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Get home, take care of that baby, man. Hey, 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 Kobe, like I tell you all the time, man, I'm listening to you guys every time I get in the car coming home, man. You're on fire on the post-game show. You got the wackos calling in. I love the fan base for being so passionate, man, but you're holding it down, man. I'm so proud of you, man. We go back a long way. Go back like uh, four flats on a Cadillac, man. So love you, Kobe, man. It's always fun rapping with you, man, on the airwaves. So keep doing your thing, man, and let's see if the judge can uh, make some things happen on this five-game road trip coming up. All right, player. Good stuff. Bonte Hill. All right, man. Good night. Yeah, thanks for checking in, Bonte. Uh, by the way, it's 650. It's stepfortless. And, and of course, the 510 got problems with me telling the truth about Draymond Green. Uh, got problems with Bonte telling the truth about Draymond Green. I expect Warriors fans to have Draymond Green's back. And I know this is Steph's night. I get that. But like this night's like tonight. Prove my point. Like, bring this every night. And look, Dub Nation. Go ahead. Hold it down for Draymond and be acceptable with him showing up about half the time. If you're cool with that, then you're also telling me you're cool being the 12th seed in the Western Conference. Because if Draymond Green brings it on a more consistent basis, then this team can move up in the Western Conference. James Wiseman ain't coming back this year, okay? Klay Thompson isn't coming back till next fall. The Warriors have shortcomings all over this basketball team. If they're going to do anything this year, they're going to get out of that playing tournament situation. Draymond Green has to play like a stud on both ends of the floor. And it's not even to say that he can't. It's just that's what's going to be required uh, for him to, to help this team get to where they want to go. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get a little bit of sound here before we get out of here. Um, Steph Curry postgame at the podium. Let me, uh, let me get that one going. This is, uh, of course, his fellow Splash brother. We mentioned Clay Thompson out for another season. Uh, Sterling, let's, let's hear from Steph about the congratulations he got from fellow Splash brother Clay Thompson. Clay hit me after, uh, I think he was in the back when I broke the record, and he uh, he gave me a line. I can't remember what he said. It had nothing to do with the record or the game. And then as I was walking away, he goes, oh, yeah, hey, Steph, congrats. <laughs> so he uh, he was locked in, but it's, uh, it's special, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, obviously, Clay being out for a second straight year, it's just – 
it hurts. You know, I, I've said it routinely. Clay Thompson is my favorite athlete to cover in professional sports. I just I love Clay Thompson's get down. I miss seeing him on the floor. I love seeing him around the team. I mean, clearly having him around the vibe, the leadership, the championship pedigree, everything that Clay Thompson brings to the table. Obviously, you'd love to have him hitting corner threes and, you know, playing elite defense and being the best two-way two guard in the NBA. But something's better than nothing. And having Clay Thompson around this team uh, still, I, I think, you know, gives these guys a huge lift, a huge level of insight. Think about the effect it can have on a guy like Jordan Poole or Damian Lee or Nico Mannion, some of these young guys. Guards uh, trying to find their way in the NBA, and you know the the impact that a guy like Clay Thompson can have on him. And you know, think about Clay, like you know the the emotional roller coaster the last couple of years. Rehabbing is a very nomadic existence, right? I mean, you're basically it's you and a trainer, it's you and an exercise machine, it's you and a, an empty gym, just working out, putting in the time. And after the ACL, he put in all that work, and he was right on the cusp. He was on the precipice of coming back and helping this team this year. And, ah, it happens again, another devastating injury to go all the way back to square one. That's like, you know, for all the people out there that have tried to summit Mount Kilimanjaro, right? You get all the way to the base of the Hillary Step. You get so close to the top, but you don't plant your flag. And not only that, you got to go all the way back down to the mountain, and you got to start climbing again. And that's what having to re have all over again meant for Clay Thompson uh, but of course you know he's he sounds like he's doing great we saw that video a couple of weeks ago on ESPN just flat-footed nailing about 97 threes in a row okay maybe it wasn't that many but it was a lot uh, that was some of the best rebounding we've seen Zaza Pachulia doing a long damn time by the way uh, let's uh, let's hear from Steph just about his perspective on playing for this franchise and I know Dub Nation wants this guy hanging around for a long time to come Represent this fan base and the thing understanding that we've been a lot of people that have contributed, but we've established a championship pedigree and um, that's really hard to do and it's something that nobody can take away from you. And it's created so many amazing moments and relationships and anybody who I got to play with in this these last 12 years, you know, I see the face, it brings back a memory, it brings back a, a good thought about that particular time. So to represent that and still be here, you know, 12 years and trying to uh, get back to the mountaintop, it's a great place to play. And, you know, it's been, it's a pretty, it's been a wild journey all the way through. Look at Steph trying to get up on my mountaintop analogy. 53 points for Steph Curry tonight. And that's, you know, I, I was talking to J.D. And, and Jim Barnett on the pregame show, and I said, you know, I don't know if you guys knew this. He's got a bit of a flair for the dramatics, a penchant for the drama. And you just felt on a night where he was always, you know, going to pass Wilt Chamberlain. We knew what time it was. Steph's been on fire. He had, you know, he'd been averaging 36 a game his last six games. Of course, he was good for the 19 that it was going to take to pass Wilt. Messed around and did it in the first quarter. Uh, so you knew that he was, uh, you know, he, he was going to be on that trajectory tonight. He got it done early, and he led this team to a victory. All right, before we get out of here, let's get to Exergen uh, temperatures. Who's hot? Who's not? Uh, sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. I mean, come on. Who else is it? It's Steph Curry, y'all. 14 of 24 from the floor, 10 of 18 from downtown, 15 of 16 from the stripe. He also messed around, chipped in with six boards, four dimes, uh, ended up a plus 16 tonight, and 53 points in a gotta-have-it game for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, just some of the other boxes that he checked tonight. It was the ninth 50-point game of his career, the third this year. He scored 30 points or more now in seven straight games. That's the longest streak by a Warriors player since Rick Barry way back 
1967. He has 18 career games with 10 or more three-pointers. Uh, Clay Thompson second on that list with five games in his career of 10 or more three-pointers. So he only has 13 more than Clay Thompson, who's second all-time. Uh, and so shout-out to Steph Curry. He did it with a minute 40 left in the first quarter uh, with a layup blowing by and getting a layup around JaVel McGee. And uh, that set the tone tonight. Steph in that quarter was 5 of 8 from downtown and uh, got the Warriors off to a good start. And then shout-out to, uh, to Juan Toscano-Anderson and Damian Lee after the, uh, the flagrant foul by Jermichael Green. These guys didn't retaliate they let their play do the talking and that ultimately helped carry the Golden State Warriors to a very much needed victory tonight at the Chase Center in the process they improved to 17 and 10 at home and are now two games under 500 uh they're creeping they're getting closer trying to get back to that uh sea level mark to that 500 mark and they've got a couple of winnable games coming up uh later on this week just to kind of lay out what the schedule looks like for the dubs uh before we get on out of here tonight uh they're off tomorrow and then they'll be at Oklahoma City on Wednesday uh that'll be a six o'clock local tip and then uh on Thursday at Cleveland taking on the Cavaliers. So we know the Oklahoma City Thunder are in full-on mail-it-in mode. So you talk about a gotta-have-it, must-have type of game. That'll be Oklahoma City on Wednesday, and then you can roll into Cleveland on Thursday night with a chance to get to 500. Dubs finish off this homestand 3-1, and one, and they just finished off their third game in four nights. And this win against Denver and the win against Milwaukee uh, last Tuesday on this homestand help offset when it ended up being a really tough loss to Washington. And just, I mean, I, I know it doesn't matter now because this team is where they're at you know their record is what it is but you think about these games this year where they've been in just all these close ball games and just weren't able to close it out I mean Washington Atlanta Miami you just go down the list so many opportunities that the Warriors have had at Portland right before the break Charlotte Orlando I mean so many opportunities at San Antonio uh you know you talk about even what two games three games you know, the Warriors close out of those seven or eight that I just mentioned. This team could be in a very different position. They could be trying to fight for the seventh seed right now. Uh, instead, they're in the tenth spot. And all those other teams, Memphis won tonight. San Antonio won tonight. The Pelicans beat the Kings tonight. So this was just a gotta-have-it game for the Golden State Warriors. All right, we're going to get on out of here. Thanks to Bobby. Thanks to Sterling. Uh, appreciate all your work. Mauser as well. Uh, thanks to Bonte Hill for checking in. He'll be on the morning roast bright and early, uh, 6 to 10 tomorrow. Of course, nice guy Steven will get you rolling uh, at 5 a.m. I'll be back on tomorrow with Whitey Gleason. Uh, we got, uh, what do we got? Uh, we got Warriors, uh, Warriors Roundtable this week, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be on. I think Whitey and I'll be on at 7 o'clock tomorrow. So we will talk to you then. Warriors get the win tonight, 116-107. to 107. Steph Curry becoming the Warriors' all-time leader in franchise scoring. You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Ryan Covey signing off and reminding you, as always, to just be good to each other.